Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're talking about a uh, a win here. On all Steelers talk feels very, very good as Pittsburgh walked away 20 to 10 winners over the New Orleans Saints in week 10, uh, a game that kind of felt like they owned that right from the jump. But, you know, there was obviously some mishaps, but that's OK. A win is a win and a 10 point win feels better than any win that they put together this season. It's dark outside. I just got home from the game, obviously. But uh, how you feel, my friend? Uh, Feeling good. I'm watching my fantasy team lose a grip on the like lead in my two my I'm only in two leagues and I was doing pretty well in both of them and the past two weeks have just been brutal to watch like yep last week like last week I don't think either my team's got the triple digits this week I'm just like like Josh Allen stinks apparently apparently that that elbow really does does is, is valuable when you're throwing freaking football um and then yeah I don't know just so many people just give me like single digit points and I'm like, you're, you're supposed to be a star, man. What am I, what are we doing here? But yep. I feel you. I feel you. That's my, uh, my problem this year is not that I have bad stars. It's that I started, I, I decided that like Jeff Wilson was the better option over Raheem Mostert, but Raheem Mostert yeah. put up 22 points and Jeff Wilson put up 15 and then I'm going to end up yeah. losing by six because <laughs> of that decision. Fantasy football is great. Let me tell you. Then that's become my addiction since I, stopped gambling because i was losing so much and Mm -hmm. now that i'm really bad at fantasy football i'm just like all right well i have to start gambling again because if i'm not gonna win any money in fantasy football i have to win money somewhere like that's just right that's just (laughs) how the brain works that's just how things operate um before we kick this off i do have to bring up i don't know if you've seen this yet but everybody who's talking about the pigeons on the field you know that's Mm -hmm. a weekly occurrence at acrisure stadium the pigeons are basically part of the team at this point I'm going to miss them once it gets cold and they leave. Although I don't know if pigeons actually like fly south or whatever it is for the winter. Right, it like I think snowed they're just hanging out. It like snowed yeah. today. So if it wasn't too cold for them today, then I doubt they'll ever leave. Yeah, exactly. I was, it was snowing as I left. So, and they were just chilling. Like they were just looking at you. Just like, what's up, man? Is, you, is it cold? Are you cold? I'm not cold. I'm, I live in Pittsburgh. They, they thought it was like, weird that everyone else was there. They, that's how they I think they that's how the they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's their home. We just show up on Sundays and they're just like, what the heck? What is going on? 
But anyways, yeah. I don't know who the Steelers social media manager is. I'm not totally sure. But um, this is the greatest tweet of all time, in my opinion, and <laughs> should definitely be woken up to with a raise tomorrow morning or an extremely large bonus. Like, oh, hell yeah. Like, how great that's, is that's, this? That's quite a Photoshop job. Never really seen right? a, a chain. I've never seen an iced out pigeon before. No, no, no. And like, and it's been so just to talk about the Steelers social media team, it has been constant George Pickens which if you're going to lose George Pickens is the person you should hammer all the time because George Pickens just brings smiles to people's face. He's just a walking smile. And Mm -hmm. then you win and you're like, all right, you know, we're going to keep going George Pickens, which they did. But on top of that, they tossed out a pigeon with a W and a Steelers hat on the turf, like phenomenal, the phenomenal job. Uh, 10 out of 10. Don't know who it is. I've already sent in some requests to Omar Khan to, (laughs) make sure that that uh that that raise was taken care of because that was that was extreme that was the best thing i've ever seen 10 out of 10. it was good it was all right good. 20 to 10 win over the saints must must win game i think from here on out for the pittsburgh steelers but this is how you kick off the second half of the season there were some ups there's some downs um we're gonna talk about all of it i want to talk about kenny pickett i want to talk about Jalen warren and Najee harris um tj watts return the fourth down stop you know, pretty much everything that came out of week 10 against the New Orleans Saints at Acrosure Stadium. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. Didn't really have the best game, I believe, but didn't have the worst. He went 18 for 30 for 199 yards. Didn't throw a touchdown. Didn't throw an interception. He ran eight times for 51 yards. Got a touchdown, although it was really seven times for 53 yards, but he took the knee. Walking away, how do you feel about Kenny's performance? Do you think it was okay enough to feel like it's headed in the right direction or are you still concerned no i'm not i'm not concerned and i was never really i mean you know outside of throwing five picks or whatever i don't think i was ever going to be legitimately concerned about who kenny pickett was or how he was going to play moving forward you know you're not going to make any sweeping judgments about a guy when he's six or seven games into his starting career um but you know the 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 kind of final part of that the final parts of that stat line I feel like are the most important. The no picks um is obviously huge. Um just taking care of the ball is for for this team and, and for this offense. The Steelers are undefeated when they don't commit a turnover and they have lost every game that they've committed a turnover in. Um it's like really that simple. Um so taking care of the ball is the first thing. Um you can live with just about everything else, but as long as you hang onto the ball, especially because like that, that final, um, you know, the Steelers in in the fourth quarter, the Steelers one time of possession, I think 11 and a half minutes to three and a half minutes, like just hanging onto the ball when you have like a big lead, like the Steelers have not played every game from behind this year, but they've had some chances to close out some games. And even though the offense didn't score in the fourth quarter, they, we're able to win the game pretty much and ice it out and like hang on to the ball is the most important part. Um, and then also I, I thought Kenny was excellent running the ball um, today. Like I thought that was a really great addition that they've kind of put in over the off of the, over the bye week and really kind of committed more to. Um, and I thought that was a big part of why the Steelers won quite honestly, and could keep the chains moving and could stay ahead. It could stay on schedule and things like that. Are, is there any concern about his like, ability to read a defense or his 
progressions, I should say, because he started the game with the throw behind George Pickens and Pickens was wide open. Um, there was a couple of throws where he pretty much stared an open receiver down, but like his brain was already in the, you have to run the football. So he just kept going. Is that going to, does that just come with time? Is it in your head? Is that just something that, you know, he'll get there. It's not really concern. These are the early stages of a rookie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm much more willing right now to chalk it up to that than than anything else. Like I said, you can't make you know huge sweeping judgments about about who Kenny Pickett is or what he's going to be off of you know six or seven games or six or seven starts. Um, so I'm not I'm not concerned yet about them. The fly. Um, but the uh, you know, it's not something I want to see get worse over the course of a year. And I think you got to look at it that way. Like if this is the beginning of a trend, if this continues throughout the year um if we're still talking about the same things in week you know 12 13 14 15 then we can start to get worried about it but right now um you know i'm a little more you can be a little bit more lenient i think with him yeah i i, I agree I, i'm not pushing the panic button on kenny pickett i won't push the panic panic button on kenny pickett i will say that if anything it has to keep your mindset or your outlook on the rest of the season, no matter how good it gets, you know, in perspective, because you need a quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Nobody wins a quarter, a Super Bowl without a quarterback. So say the Steelers go on some run, you know, and I know that a win against the three and six team is not a, oh, the season is now full throttle. This, th- this team's going to be great, but you know, you get TJ Watt back, you're going to get make a Fitzpatrick back at some point you finally kind of got something in George Pickens and in Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. So things are starting to look good again. It's got to keep going, but if it does turn in the positive and these stack up and the season starts to head in a positive direction, you got, you got to kind of look at it like, dude, I I get it. Like the Steelers are winning. This is good, but Kenny can't win you a Super Bowl right now, you know, but I do think that the rest of it, like his ability to run, like you said, very impressed with his, instinct to take off like it's like okay there's a seam go you know we're not waiting we're not letting the pocket collapse before i take off if i see an opening i'm going which is just great because you get a quarterback with his athleticism he could turn a four yard run into a 20 yard run before anybody catches him, and that's just as good as a pass sometimes also he breaks tackles in the backfield he's able to escape the pocket which is all good i like his athleticism Obviously, his demeanor is fine. We've never complained about his demeanor. I just, you have to take those steps forward in the progression by the end of the season. But like you said, it's like three step, three starts, four starts at this point. Like, you can't be freaking out over a guy who has no experience not being able to read a guy that he just started practicing with four weeks ago and, and doesn't have that chemistry. You know what I mean? I also yeah, think I, that now that the offense is clicking, things will get better. Sorry. Good. No, no, yeah, I didn't have anything to add. Yeah, it's just like I'm not – you will never get me to overreact about Kenny or, you know, really react super strongly, I feel like, about Kenny the rest of the season. Like, I, I don't know. There's just so – this is such a flawed unit that he's in and that he's leading. Um, So it's like I, I'm just going to find it really hard a lot of times throughout the season to make kind of sweeping judgments or to say anything really definitive about him. I mean, like we're – we watched Justin – I mean, you weren't watching it because you were at the game and this game was happening simultaneously. But how how many times was Justin Fields, you know, kind of written off a little bit about, you know, last year? You know, how many times was he, sure. you know, thought of as not 
kind of fit for this moment when he was in his second year, was drafted into a weird situation, and now he's really starting to figure it out. You know, I think Kenny's not as athletic. Like, it's not an an apples-to-apples comparison. Kenny's a little different, but there's some similar things about them and the situations that they were both in. Um, So I, I think you don't have to look far to say, Okay, here's an example of someone who who struggled a little bit with those same things early and is now kind of just needed a little bit of time to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, and Josh Allen's the prime example of that too. Like Josh Allen was really, really rough his rookie season. And and he had a team around him. Like that was the craziest part. Josh Allen had a team, he had a head coach, he, he had a defense, he was heading in the right direction. He just he just stunk. Like he couldn't he couldn't play football well at all in his rookie season. And then from there on, I mean, now he's probably, if he's healthy, if he stays healthy for the rest of the year and doesn't throw two interceptions with a bum elbow, shout out to Steven's fantasy football team, mm-hmm. then he's probably going to win MVP, you know? So you can't judge. I, 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 we keep saying it, and I'm I'm having a hard time putting myself in that perspective when I watch the games of like, oh, that was a bad pass by Kenny to just say immediately, yeah, well, he's a rookie. But I do find myself saying that like, okay, yeah, but he's a rookie but he's a rookie, you know, yeah. he's four starts in. You can't freak out about this stuff. You can't over uh, over commit to a judgment when it comes to this guy. Um, and I think you're right. Like it, it's just, you got to calm down. No overreactions. Fans are going to have a hard time with that. I know, but you got to give him yeah, the next year. He comes in here and he free any, he, and he sucks. And then you start freaking out. Then you have a justification, but right now, you know, until the end of the season, you just can't, you just got to sit back and let it happen. Yeah. And that's no reason like you don't need to handle him with kid gloves. Like we're no. you can be honest about him. Like he missed a bunch of those today. Like you said, you outlined, you know, he made some poor decisions too. But you know, it, it's it's just it, it's not something that's worth, I think, reading into a whole lot or, or being really, you know, freaked out about or panicking at this point. Yeah, yeah. Keep 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 it keep your judgments soft and calm and until next season, you know, just highlight things, you know, just be like, okay, well, he has to get better at this. That's way better yeah. than just saying, okay, well, he was really bad at this. Just say, well, he's got to get better at this. And I think that mm-hmm. that works wonders on how you view the situation. Um, I do want to talk about Jalen Warren. I want to talk about Najee Harris and obviously TJ Watt. But first, we got a word from our boys over at Manscaped. And my house, I came home. My fiance was lit- watching a Christmas movie, drinking hot chocolate. It snowed at the stadium today. I slammed like four hot chocolate coffees. Yeah, I made hot chocolate with coffees. I had to do it. Um, and there's Christmas music playing all over my house downstairs. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is the perfect ad read <laughs> to uh, to bring to everybody here. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants, you can make this season a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about a sack and so should you look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using our promo code Steelers 20 for free shipping and 20% off. First off, did you get the box? Second off, have you gone through the box? Because I've already used half of the shower products already because I'm just addicted to the scent. I won't lie. It's very, very, very good scent. I did get my box. Um, I have not used any of the products yet. I have things I need that I think 
go through like like I have other stuff that I need to use before I open something new. But I'm excited to use them. You've you've spoken very highly of them. I'm a I'm a big fan. I got two showers in this house, and one of them's just straight Manscaped products. So when people stay over, they kind of look at me weird, and I'm like, test them out, man. You'll be liking mm-hmm. them. You'll be liking them. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling performance package plus ultra-premium body wash, ultra-premium two-in-one conditioner, and ultra-premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. There's also a 4,000K LED light on it, so you can light the way just like Rudolph. Now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Package's shower products. All of Manscaped's shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add the brand new body buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code Steelers20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And all you have to do is use our code Steelers20. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Feels, uh, Feels festive. It feels right to do that uh today as i go downstairs and eat some christmas tree cookies and definitely slam some eggnog i definitely feel like i gotta drink a glass of eggnog after that one all right oh, yeah. let's talk about Najee harris Jalen warren they uh both had big games Najee had the first breakout game of his season 20 carries 99 yards he averaged five yards a carry he was like 6.7 at one point during the game Jalen warren nine rushes 37 yards but he also was a contributor in the passing game, catching three passes for 40 yards. This kind of felt like the first game of what the Steelers have been trying to do all season, or at least what the fans have been screaming for the Steelers to do all season. And that's get both of these guys working and working well. I mean, it worked. Do you expect this to continue? Do you just look at this as a breakout game from Najee, something that he needed? Or are you a little worrisome that this is a one and done deal? No, I think there's I think it's pretty clear that this is sustainable and I think it's sustainable because you notice that they split touches, that they kind of split saps, that uh Jalen Warren was not just was more than Najee's backup. Like he was still Najee's backup, he's still the second stringer, but he was more than that. He was a valuable contributor. He wasn't an emergency, a guy you turn to when Najee's not a big guy then because he's earned it. Um, and just when you watch the way that they split carries, you also notice Najee running with a little bit more power and energy and, and speed and quickness. Like it, it was a symbiotic relationship. You know, they were able to yep. to play off of one another. Jalen's a nice compliment to, to Najee. You know, Najee, a harder runner, but Jalen maybe a little faster, bit more of a, a, a bit 
stronger of a pass catcher, a bit more natural pass catcher, probably. Um, they they just fit well together. They give you different things. Um, they they just allow you to do more. Um, and Jalen has absolutely like every time they they give Jalen the ball, he does something positive. Every time he's on the field, he does something positive. Whether it's making a big run, a big catch, um, doing something athletic like he did on that hurdle. I think it was in the fourth quarter on that long run down the sideline. Um, like pass protecting really well. Like both of those guys can do that. Um, you don't, you don't miss much when you change between those two guys, but, but they can give you something different. And for that, like we've talked about this before, um, like Najee, Najee didn't look whole for, for a good bit of this season. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty clear that he wasn't operating at, at full capacity. Um, so to take, being able to take some of the burden off his shoulders, I feel like was really valuable. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. And that that last that that hurdle run that you're talking about with Jalen is that was the game ceiling one third and eight or something. Twenty one yard burst right up the seam mm-hmm. or right right around the corner. Um, I asked him about that after the game and he just smiled and he was like, my body went up and I just said, hey, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I, I I agree with you. I think that you look at both of these guys and if they both click, this is what the Steelers needed, because. Last season, it looked like Najee Harris was going to be the bell cow back, and we were so worried about that all summer long. You know, you can't go into the season with just one running back, especially a guy that's taken the blow as much as he's taken the blow over the years. It's just not going to work out. And then Najee starts to struggle at the beginning of the year. You see Jalen kind of have these bits and spurts of quality runs, and then boom, they both click, and we see what could happen. And you saw it throughout the game. I mean, Jalen Warren did not have a good game on the ground up until that 21 yard burst, but he had a great game catching the football and pass protecting. And he was making a spark, but you didn't need a huge spark. You didn't need a game changing spark from Jalen Warren because Najee Harris was also contributing to that spark. The two of them combined gave you enough offense where you're like, okay, look at the ground games moving. You know, these running backs are doing something really good. We could feed off of this as an offense as a whole that gets Kenny Pickett open. It allowed George Pickens and Deontay Johnson to get open. It allowed the middle of the field to get open. It, it pushed the Saints back a little bit. It, it just worked flawlessly like they've been trying to do all season long. I am a little nervous that this is, you know, a one and we'll see what happens game for Najee Harris just because I'm more of a prove it guy than I am a, you know, one game at a time type thing. It's you, you have to stack consistency to be a proven guy in the, in this league. And I think Najee did that last season, but he hasn't done that this season. I also look at Najee not as a physical ailment, but more of a mental ailment at this point where, you know, somebody brought up the word yips to me where he could possibly have the yips where he doesn't know where to cut and he's freaking out because he knows that the offense is relying on him. And I kind of agree. Like we came into the season with such high expectations for Najee Harris, the defense, was going to was going to put the offense in position to win and Najee Harris was going to carry the offense to win games. That didn't happen. Everybody got really loud around Najee Harris. Oh, it's time for him to go. He stinks. He's a bust. Jalen Warren, you got to put him in. The offense is terrible. You start thinking, you start hearing the noise. He clearly heard the noise. Things starting to get worse. So, now that things are looking good, I want to see can they stack and can it continue into next week? But if it does, this is exactly what they were looking for in an offense. And I, I honestly, I don't think anything needs to change. I think that you could do this again every single week. And this is what they were talking about of how the running game can work efficiently, you know, but you're going to have a much harder opponent in 
Cincinnati next week than you did New Orleans this week, you know? Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, you can't, you know, can't say anything definitive about it until you see it done over and over again. Um, but it was a step in the right direction. I, at certain points, you were just like, hmm, why were they not able to do this all year long? Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, better late than never, I guess. No, it is definitely better late than never. It's a good way to start the second half of the season than it is to, you know, if it was bad again, then you got to start talking about, okay, like at what point do you can Najee and just put Jalen Warren out there? I think this is this is the perfect mix. This is what the Steelers needed. 20 rushes a game for Najee is perfect. 10 to 15 for Jalen's exactly what you're looking for. Take a little bit off of Kenny. Tell him to stop running the football so much because he's going to get hurt mm-hmm. and things will be Things will be fine. Kenny did come up limping the third quarter, I believe. Um, went yeah. into the medical tent. He said it was nothing. It was a left left ankle, I guess. I think that's a, another proponent to this is, you know, allow your running backs to run the football. Stop trying to run the football so much and getting hit. You know, if you're open and slide, that's totally fine. But do not take as many hits as Kenny takes these days. And I think things will uh, work out better in his favor and health-wise, definitely, because you want Kenny Pickett to be around for a long Long time. All right. The last thing I want to talk about is TJ Watts return. I mean, I don't even know what there is to say. It was an instant spark. It was, it was crazy. The dude, the dude, the first, first play false start by new Orleans. Second play tackle for loss. TJ Watt third play tackle for loss. TJ Watt. Like it was absolutely ridiculous how much better this team looked instantly. Jalen Warren said it too. After the game, he's like, what that guy brings is crazy. Um, I don't know comments. I don't even have a question. Like, I don't even know where to go with this. It's just the TJ Watt impact can really, really the biggest thing is can, can somebody come in in week 10 do not even a ton, just do like, just do what he normally does. Probably not have a crazy statistical season and still be considered the most valuable player in the NFL, because really he might be, If, if we've learned anything today, he really might be. Yeah, it was just the ripple effect of TJ Watt existing in pads and a uniform at Axtra Stadium, like completely changes everything. Like that that false start, it was loud in that stadium. Like you can speak to that better than than I can because you were there, but it was it was a crazy environment and you could tell from the video of TJ Watt getting introduced and the fan reaction, like just by seeing him, the the crowd got incited and they're they're a little bit more excited, they believe a little bit more. Um and then you watch it in action on the football field um, when offensive lines and, and running backs and protection schemes have to pay so much more attention to him. It opens up everything for everyone else. Um, it wasn't like you said, he didn't even have to have a great statistical game. I think he had four tackles and a quarterback hit, which is is good. But, you know, he didn't have to wreck the game in terms of, you know, actually sacking the quarterback or anything like that. It opened up so much for for everyone else to put a bunch of hits on Andy, Andy Dalton, pressure him throwing two picks i believe yeah just two um there was a there was a ripple effect throughout the rest of the team and throughout the rest of the stadium that that you could you could just feel and see and oh hear. yeah it was it was crazy like it, it was nice it was good to see because i feel like you know you got that spark when kenny came out there against the jets but you didn't really get that afterwards it kind of died down and that's really the only other time you've gotten that this season is is kenny because until then, there was there was nothing to really feel that good about. T.J. Watt comes back, and everybody kind of knew, like from the jump, like all right, this is it. Season starts today. 
how much better can they get? Like you're you go from here, you're three and six. You're entering the easiest part of your schedule. We went through this last week, and I think we gave them two more wins after this one. One of them against Indianapolis, and I think the other one was maybe against the Browns. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? How, like you watched it today. Do you exceed those two wins, or or do you think this is still a all right? Don't don't get too overexcited on this season kind of team. Well, I think to the effect that that Watt is like such a difference maker. Like we have tangible evidence that they can beat the Cincinnati Bengals with TJ Watt. Um, yeah, because they did it in Week One. No, obviously, I think obviously Cincinnati's playing better now than they were at the beginning of the year. But yeah, like you know, why put a ceiling on it at this point? Because they can win in the exact same way. They don't have to look particularly more impressive, but I think they can win in the same way against weaker competition. It, you know, it, it, like that, like they can, I, I would definitely, I'm much more willing to say, oh, they can steal one from the Bengals or the Ravens. Um, They, they can definitely beat the Colts and the Browns. I forget who else is exactly on that schedule too, but it's not, Daunting oh, at all. Carolina. It was Carolina. That was oh, the other Carolina. Way. Yeah, they they should they should be able to eat Carolina alive. Um, yeah. But yeah, like this is it, now. I mean, honestly, is the point where it starts to get tricky. About you have to kind of do the do the we're not tanking act while it's kind of more beneficial for you to tank right now, quite honestly. And you just it's, enter that kind of tricky. Like I saw people talking about that, like. Is it possible to arrive on game day to like wake up on game day and say, "Hope we lose." I want to get that draft pick. You know, like <laughs> that's really hard to do. You can't like you can't do that on a game day. Um, no, TJ Watt would punch watch. you right in the face if that was if somebody told him that. Like, hey man, look, yeah. we're gonna need you to go sixty five percent here because we have to lose this game. He'd headbutt you. He'd headbutt you yeah. right instantly. Yeah, and it's like that's just always going to hang around you know that's always going to have to be like okay how much improvement is too much improvement because i don't think even at this team's peak they're gonna do anything more than maybe get back to 500 quite honestly yeah no i agree i agree that's how i look at this season i say from here out like if everything clicks like if george pickens is just as involved if kenny pickett begins to progress week by week if the defense stays just as good as they stayed this week, which maybe they could, you know, they got two key pieces back. That's huge. You know, we, we have not, we have not seen DeMonte KZ all season. He immediately had an impact. We haven't seen TJ Watt all season. He immediately had an impact. Like maybe that's big enough to make this defense as good as it was expected to be. And then the offense could do something. If Najee and Jalen could get things going and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson continue to do what they've been doing. Maybe getting rid of Chase Claypool was more of a blessing because he didn't have to worry about him as much. Maybe they do start winning. I don't know, but I agree. Like I said, with Kenny Pickett, like you're not going to win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. So you have to start thinking, okay, how good's too good. And then we're going to just hurt ourselves, which they'll never think like that. You know, like no, they will yeah. never think like that. Their job is to go try to win a Super Bowl. That's how they should approach every single week. But us, we have to start thinking, okay, like every week, if they keep stacking these wins, like it's cool to go on a run, but how disappointed are you going to be when you lose? You know, when you just miss the playoffs and you have pick 18 and you're like, wow, could have had pick six. Like that would have been way better, way better to right. build a team off of. But I don't know. Like at the same time, if you're a fan, you're not thinking like that either. And you shouldn't be. But yeah. as as analysts, 
you got to sit here and you got to think what's too good for this team. Either way, I feel like more than the next two wins are very possible for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we sit here today, which is much more exciting for the black and gold than it was, you know, six days ago when we did this last podcast. All right, we'll see what happens. But anyways, a new week, week 11, Cincinnati Bengals come to town. A lot of things are going to change. Looks like this team's headed in the right direction, which feels good. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and find us anywhere you get your podcasts. As always, go use our promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. We'll be back on Wednesday. Enjoy your week.